Well, hello, everybody. Dennis Gebhardt here with Guru Nation, welcoming you to this episode of Guru in Your Ear. This episode is episode number four in our series on the difference between permanent color, demi-permanent color, and toners, along with my teaching partner, Max Marciano. Max, how are you doing, brother? Hey there. I am great, Dennis. How are you? I am good, my friend, and excited about this segment because I think there's, uh, again, when we talk about confusion in our industry, there's a lot of confusion about the subject we're going to discuss today. And um, our whole purpose, and, and hopefully you, uh, you listeners understand, our whole purpose is to give you clarity on, on what we're dealing with and what we're working with. And uh, so we try to break it down for you <clears throat> so that you understand all the differences and you understand all the similarities. So today's subject, Max, why don't you give us a little bit of clarity on the word toner? Absolutely, Dennis. So, you know, toners and the act of toning are probably one of the most misunderstood things in our industry. So first and foremost, I wanna rewind the clock of hairdressing history here back to, you know, when days of old, when nights were bold, there were two types of products that were used for toning. And first and foremost, toning is an action. It's basically where we have pre-lightened the hair and created some kind of raw lift on the, the canvas of the hair. And then we are adding a hair coloring product to it to either enhance or refine and create a new end result. Now, back in the day, there were two types of toners. The first type was a toner that was basically applied directly from the bottle onto the hair. And this kind of toner uh, relied on direct dyes. So it literally created a staining of the cuticle layer to create an end result. These were great if you pre-lightened the hair and got it to the right level, but sometimes that didn't always happen. So then we had toners that were powered by ammonia. And the thought process behind these is you pre-lighten the hair, maybe it was like still a little bit yellow. So you mix this, this ammoniated toner with developer and applied it to the hair. And the idea was it would, it would lift the, the hair a little bit more and add some tone. We call that giving it a bump. <laughs> yes. Yes. And honestly, to this day, those, those ammoniated toners are still really big sellers you know, in some of those, in some of those lines, and they have made a resurgence recently because people are using them now as base breakers. Absolutely. So, you know, come 1980s into the early 90s or so with the advent of demi-permanent color, those have been used to sort of replace that category. But again, it's the same idea. Typically, we do a lot of highlighting in the salon now. We 
we pre-lighten the hair to whatever level. It does not have to just be, you know, levels eight, nine, and 10. Toning can happen at any level as long as you have contributing pigment that you need to deal with. You know, being a, a former Florida hairdresser, I had a lot of Latin clients that wanted caramel highlights. So I'm not lightening the hair to those higher levels. I'm staying more in that level six, seven, and eight range. And I am either enhancing that warmth or trying to refine that warmth through the use of a demi-permanent hair color product. But again, it all comes back to the hair plus the hair color formula. Each one is 50% of the end result. And we are merging those two to create a new hair color. And that friends really is the process of toning and what toners are. They are color, whether they are direct dyes, whether they are, you're using permanent hair color or demi-permanent hair color. You know what, Max, you're absolutely right. And since I was there back in the day, <laughs> sometimes it pays to be a dinosaur. Um, some of those toning, toning products that we use, we were glad they, they were direct dyes because most direct dyes have no background in them. Right. And so we could get clarity. We could get a beautiful platinum shade. We could get a beautiful uh, ultra pale creamy blonde. We could get those shades simply because we had no background to deal with, which is what most all blended colors, even demi-permanent blended colors have background in them today. So that's how you come up with those formulations that were used. I mean, my mentor, Sam Lappin, uh, made Platinum Blonde by mixing a level 12 with a little bit of level one black. Now, the reason he would do that is because black is really not black in hair color. It's just a high concentration of blue. And by diluting it with a 12 and desaturating it, it gave him more of a blue tone. That's why today, if you hear me talk about blonding, I always say to make a platinum, you need blue and gray. Those are the two colors you need. Now, violet will make a pretty blonde, but it will not make platinum blonde. And that's okay. But, you know, so we use those. And those were very, very popular. The same thing with permanent color that we used as a toner. Um, we were always taught, you know, you added two parts of a developer to your color. I mean, that's what well a color charm was, for God's sake. The toner families were the same shades that were in the regular family except you mix them with two parts 10 volume developer <laughs> and they were alkaline oh baby let me tell you if you had any hard yellow left in that hair say goodbye it was she gone gone, she gone. yeah so uh those were the the products that we work with uh born blonde if any of you are old enough that are listening to this program that used born blonde in your in your day you remember the little packet that you added into Born Blonde? Guess what that was? That was peroxide. And so when you added that in, you got a little bump. So you could, 
you know, you could create the look that you're, tr you're trying to create. So sure. those are all really products that were used to, to do a service called toning. But today it seems like we have this thing in our mind where we say a toner is different than a permanent hair color. And they're not. You can tone hair with a permanent hair color. The only place that you would have problem, like if you're doing global blonding, you can use permanent hair color to tone that blonde. You don't even have to touch demi-permanent. But if you're doing dimensionalizing, if you're using where you have light and dark strands of hair, using a permanent toner takes a little bit more finesse how to work with it, how to set up the hair and all of those types of things. So that's what really toning is. And uh, you can tone at any level. And like Max said, and here's the thing to remember, it is just a way of number one, refining or polishing or a way of enhancing. You know, Max, I always use the example of my client. She's a level three brunette, right? And she wants to be a level six ash blonde. Now, if I went to the school of volume for lift, I would use 30 volume with a level six blue green to try to mitigate the red orange that that hair is, is assumed that hair would contribute. Sure, sure. And during the process, the peroxide 30 volume would destroy so much of my pigment and pre-develop so much of it <laughs> that it wouldn't even get in the hair strand. That by the time I got to my level six, I would not be able to mitigate that warmth that the hair was contributing. So I would have to make a two-step color process out of it. I would have to lighten the level three to level six and then take my level six, if I were trying to create an ash, and apply that to the color, to the hair, and that would give me that neutral level six. It's the only way that you can do it. That's why many of you went to color class when they, they should have taught you. If they haven't, there's no way in one step you can make an ash brown, an ash blonde, or an ultra pale ash blonde. You can't even make an ash brown in one step. Now, we talk about neutralizing, <laughs> but you're not neutralizing anything when you're trying to do it in one step unless you are only going two levels difference. Right. So, so toning is all part of everything we do in a color process. You can implement it in any kind of a, a result you're trying to achieve. But remember that it's not a product. It really is a service. Now, when we're in blonding and we're toning, there's some things we need to take into consideration. Number one, if you've just decolorized that hair with a lightening product, that hair has porosity. If I take my toner and I apply it to hair that has a lot of porosity in it without prepping the hair first, my color is probably going to what we call grab the base or the background. And so you're going to see this deep color oxidizing and as we do in this industry, we are emotional people. We get frightened and we want to wash that stuff off the head. When, if you understand what's actually happening, you can understand how to prevent that. Number one, prep the hair. 
That means equalize the porosity before you paint it. I, I remember, Max, I read an article on social media just a couple of weeks ago, and this person, <clears throat> influencer, a lot of followers, said, well, I tone the hair three times. I tone it once with the lighter shade so it doesn't over-deposit or what they call overtone nowadays. We always change the, We always change terminology every generation. That's why it's hard for generations to understand each other. Absolutely. Right? And then she says, I'll, I'll tone it a second time to make it a little bit deeper. And then I'll tone it a third time and hopefully get to where I am. And so that it doesn't take that, that color that I actually wanted, the original color I wanted, it doesn't take that color uh, too, too, strong, too deep. So I get the color I want, it doesn't go dark. And I'm thinking, well, why don't you just equalize the prosody in the hair in the first place? You know, the only two things you have to remember about toning when you're working with blonde. Number one, make sure you lighten the hair to the appropriate level. That means you got to know where gold is. You got to know where yellow is. And you got to know where pale yellow is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Second, make sure you equalize the porosity of that lit lightened hair before you tone it. Second, choose the appropriate toner. A level nine toner will not refine a level eight warmth. That's right. See, all of it, it's simple if we follow the steps. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's funny. Everything that we do is a process, right? In the right. world of hair color. And I was teaching in a salon the other day. And, you know, we were talking about the hair. We were actually formulating for a client. And this client, you could see on her hair, right? She had, like from her, she had hair down to about her collarbone, but probably from her cheekbone down, you could tell there was some kind of funk in the hair. And I said, we need to clarify her. And she goes, the hairdresser goes, well, well, can't I just clarify the hair after I color it? And I said, all right, I want you to think about this for a minute. Let's say the hair is a wall and you have all of this dirt and dust and, you know, pollution on the wall. Are you just going to paint over it or are you going to treat the wall first so that the, when you paint it, you get an even distribution of the paint. And then I took it a step further and said, you know, the same goes for a treatment. Most people want to treat the hair after they color, but if the hair is beat up, if that wall has holes punched in it, are you going to paint it first and then fix the drywall? Or are you going to fix the drywall, sand it and paint it? You know, I know it's a crude analogy, but it really does drive the point home. Mm -hmm. It's like you taught me, you know, at the end of the day, you can paint trash, but it's still trash. Just a so different if color. That, <laughs> if that hair is polluted or yeah. it needs structure or it needs both pre-treat, save yourself. Right. Heartache. Amen. Amen. Uh, and that's a secret to toning. Absolutely. The secret is there's no secret. You just, <laughs> <laughs> that is a secret, right? There is no yeah. secret. Yeah. If you understand the product, that you are are working with I, I always say to people like you, you know max i created a color line a couple of years ago 
and I put a, a toner in that line called uh, called Ice, which was designed to create platinum blonde. Sure. And so when the product was launched, we had people using the product. Suddenly we had all these people calling saying, oh, it didn't work. It didn't make it platinum. And I said, well, what color of hair? What, le what level did you lighten the hair to? Oh, it was pale yellow. I said, can you take a picture of it? And they'd send me a picture and they were at a level nine. They weren't even at a level 10. Right. And, right. and if it's designed for pale yellow hair. So if you don't know where level nine and where level 10 are and where level eight is, that's the first step you need to do to go through. You need to understand and learn how to identify the appropriate levels. And that's going to help you with your toning skills. Um, right. It's the same thing when we apply a toner to, if I take the hair to level 10, palest yellow, and I try to tone it with a level nine, guess what happens? You see the base of that level nine oxidizing. And it looks like, oh, crap it's going to be really dark. Get it off. And so you say, all right, so when I lighten here to make my level nine work, I only process it for three minutes on the head. <laughs> no, I want you to be really clear about this. Three minutes is not enough time for those dyes to even develop. That's right. And so if you wash it off, number one, there'll probably be a little bit of residue left in the hair. You will assume most people do. Well, I toned it. Look at it. But yeah. by, if you do the hair on Saturday, I guarantee you by Wednesday, the toner will be gone. If, if it even showed up on the scene, even if know. it showed up on the scene. So, yeah. So, you know, it, it's all about, like we say in almost every podcast, you guys, you know, when you know how hair color works, and how it responds and how the hair responds when you apply these different hair coloring products, it allows you to make intelligent choices and it takes the fear out of what you're doing. And you're that's back. really what we're about. So, you know, it, if this resonates with you and you wanna know more, then take one of our classes. Absolutely, take one of our classes. Uh, you can find the link to our classes on both Max's uh, Instagram and my Instagram. Uh, you can find Max at Max M Hair on Instagram. You can find me at Real Captain Color. Just click the link tree link, and it will take you directly to our educational page and to our website. And uh, you can find a program that you think that that you would like to attend. Um, we're huge believers. If you are trying to really build a foundation, we always recommend, uh, I mean, you can choose from a lot of classes, but we always recommend hair color school because it is a full month of color immersion uh, every week. There's a session, there's homework every week, and you have us to connect to 24-7. Uh, so take a look at Hair Color School. It starts uh, October the 9th. Um, and then for those of you who've attended Hair Color School, if you want to go to the next step, I posted about this yesterday on Instagram. The next step is Hair Color University. Um, we do not teach what we taught in Hair Color School in Hair Color University. 
we recommend that you go to hair color school first before you try to attend hair color university. Now, if you think your skills are up to it, you're welcome aboard. But uh, you may have some uh, epiphanies and say, well, maybe I should have went to the first one first. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we recommend that. There are also other programs. We have small bites programs where are, what are small, short time programs that you can just get a little bit of uh, education over a short period of time. We also have pre-recorded webinars that you can download and you can watch at your leisure. So there's lots of ways for you to access what we believe is really good, solid, fact-based, scientific education for what you're trying to achieve. And then, of course, for those of you who just want to uh, get a sampling, <clears throat> we recommend you buy our new book. It just launched this last week. It's called Captain Color versus Pigment Pirates. You can find it at Dorian's bookstore.com that's d-o-r-r-a-n-c-e bookstore all one word dot com type in captain color versus the pigment pirates you can find it in regular format and in ebook format so we have lots of ways you can access education we love sharing this information with you our entire goal is to help you discover your color genius inside each and every one of you and we do that by giving you non-branded, brand-neutral education that will help you make those intelligent decisions for your success. So hopefully you've enjoyed this program. This is the conclusion of our series on permanent color, gummy permanent, and toners. Um, Max, thank you so much for sharing the time with me, my friend. And uh, look forward to uh, chatting with all of you again soon. Remember, our podcast is carried on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple currently. And uh, so you can reach out to us. You can have the guru in your ear anytime you would like. We try to drop podcasts on a, on a weekly basis, at least one or two. Um, so, so hang with us. If you find this information meaningful, share it with your friends. Let them know that... Uh, you have been working with Guru Nation. With that, from my heart to yours, I am Captain Color. I am out of here. Max, how about you? I am out as well. Until next time, friends. All right, everyone. Have an amazing day. See you all soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.